Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. Thank you for taking time out of your week to join us for this time of prayer and devotion. If this is your first time worshiping with us, thank you for coming tonight to be a part of this virtual service. I know this is a exciting time and a scary time as we are still going through this crazy pandemic and with this Delta variant, it certainly has sent a new wave of fear and frustration and worry throughout. But at the same time, it's an exciting time as school is getting ready to start back. We're planning on some new ministries here at the church and getting some things going again. These are exciting times, but again, times that we are a little hesitant because of everything that's been happening. But tonight I wanted to share a passage of scripture with you that might be familiar to many of you, but I know for some, uh, we have regular or at least an annual doctor's visit. I know that my son this past week had to go get a physical before going to college, moves in this next week, hard to believe, maybe your child or grandchild will be starting school, our city schools, and Frankfurt started this week. County schools for Woodford Franklin will be this next week. Students getting ready to move into college, and many times they require you to get a physical before moving in. Usually in a physical, they will uh, weigh you, they'll take your temperature, check your blood pressure, might do some blood work, but they do a series of tests to make sure that you are healthy and, and ready to begin a new school year, or if you're participating on a sports team, they always require a, a physical. Well, tonight there's a passage of scripture found in Psalm 139 that I think is relevant to all of us for this season that we're going through for students getting ready to start back to school or or students getting ready to start college. Whatever season you're in tonight, I pray that God would use his word to speak to you and me. But it's found in Psalm 139. This is David. And remember, David was a man after God's own heart but yet we see David's humanness. We see David crying out, asking God for answers that he did not always receive. But God always answers according to his perfect will. And tonight, whatever you're going through, whether it's worry, whether it's fear, whether it's nervousness about a new school year, maybe it's anxiety about this variant, Delta variant, whether it's just uh, all kinds of feelings, I pray that God would use this verse and this passage rather to speak to us. Psalm 139, beginning with verse one. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. 
and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. First thing I want you to know tonight is that God knows us. He knows you and he knows me inside and out. The very first verse, David said, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Sometimes we think we know people, but we really don't. Sometimes our families know us much better than others. I've said it on many occasions, we maybe can fool some people, but we can never fool God. God knows us inside and out. And, and maybe you're watching tonight and you think nobody understands you and, and you're misunderstood or, or nobody really knows me. But I want you to know God knows you and he knows me inside and out. And he loves us even though sometimes things don't always go as we had hoped for, or as we have planned. And, and I think about a, another passage when David said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. I think about Job, and I think about everything that Job went through, which we all are familiar with Job, a man who feared God and he shunned evil. He was upright and, and uh, he was very blessed with his family and all of his land and possessions. And then instantly he lost it all. And uh, even his own wife told him to curse God and die after he had bulls and sores all over his body. And he was suffering and grieving and but yet, do you remember what Job said at the end of the book of Job, chapter 42? Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You ask, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. But I want to repeat verse three. You asked, who is this who obscures my plans without knowledge. Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You know, there are some things here on this side of eternity we're just not gonna know, we're not gonna understand, but God knows. God knows far beyond our understanding, and that's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that passage we often use, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So tonight I want you to be comforted in knowing that God knows us. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly, the inside and the out. But then we read on, beginning with verse 7 out of Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. The second thing I want you to know tonight is not only does God know us, he's near to us. There's nowhere we can go tonight to get away from God. He's omnipresent. We know that he's omnipotent, and we know that he's omniscient. He's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, and he's omnipresent. He's everywhere, and he's near to us. And tonight, maybe you feel like you're going through a situation all by yourself. Maybe you feel like you're dealing with your depression all by yourself. You're dealing with your loneliness all by yourself. You're battling an addiction all by yourself. But the fact is, he's near to us. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, God said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And what did he say at the end of that great commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20? And surely I am with you always, even until the end of the age. God was reminding David that he's always with him and he's always with us. And then he says in verse 13 and following, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, all the days ordained for me were written in your book. So whether you're starting school or, or maybe uh, you're getting back to work, some of you maybe have been working at home all through the pandemic, and some of you maybe like school or uh, at a hybrid uh, workplace where you go into the office and you're still working from home. But whether you're going to school, going to the office, coming to church, know that God, yes, is near to us. And then the next thing I want you to know through this passage of Scripture is that He gives you and me worth. He gives our lives meaning. Sometimes we are hard on ourselves. Sometimes the devil lies to us and, and tells you and tells me that we're not good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or talented enough and and we just feel bad about ourselves but through this passage of scripture know that you are made specially by God and that your life has purpose and meaning through him he gives our lives meaning I think about what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 when he said 
I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but Christ Jesus now lives in me. If you ever feel bad about yourself or you look in the mirror and, and you don't like what you see or you don't like what you have become, and maybe you feel like I'm not the best on my sports team or I'm not on the academic team or you feel like you don't have the supervisory position at work or you feel like you're always overlooked or unappreciated and you just feel bad about yourself. And I've heard people say, I've, I've put on weight during COVID or, or I've gotten away from exercise or I've done this or that. Know that our identity is in Christ. And when Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, he said, I no longer live, but it's Christ that now lives in me. And so our identity, I've told my children this, I've told you all this, we get our worth and our meaning from Christ. We are more than what we do or what we have or what station or position we are in life. We get our identity in Christ. And I'm so thankful that he gives our life meaning and that we are precious to him, which leads me to the next passage of scripture, beginning with verse 17. He says, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. But now listen to these two verses, and this is the focus. David said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Tonight, I want you to know that God knows you. He knows me. Whether we say it or not, he knows our thoughts and they're so much greater than ours. I want you to know that he's near us, whether you're going off to college or going to school or going to work or coming to church or wherever you go, he's near us. I want you to know that he gives our lives meaning and worth. And lastly, I want you to know that he examines our hearts. He tests our faith. And he knows our hearts. David was really boasting, saying, and I say boasting not in a sinful way, but saying, search me, oh God. He was saying, check me out. I, I'm devoted. I'm committed. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Some of you have anxious thoughts tonight. And he says, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Just as some of you have gone to the doctor to get your heart tested. You've gone to get a physical where they listen to your heart and, and they check your blood pressure, your temperature. Well, really, this is referring to a spiritual checkup, to check our spiritual heart, to check our spiritual temperature, 
to see if our blood pressure, if we are self-controlling our temper or anger. We're going through these tests and I can't help but think back in Deuteronomy when the, the Israelites were nearing the end of their journey to get into the promised land and, and listen to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart whether or not you would keep his commands. Did you hear that? He said that he humbled and tested you in order to know what was in your heart. Know tonight that God knows what's in our hearts. He knows if we have resentment. He knows if we have unforgiveness. He knows if we have jealousy. He knows if we have anger. He knows if we have worry, if we have fear. He knows if we have sin in our hearts. And sometimes God allows us to go through periods like we talked a little bit about Sunday through this pandemic and now this extended uh, Delta variant, another form of, of covid that maybe we're being tested to see what's in our hearts, that God is using this, not doing it to us, but using this maybe to humble us, maybe to call upon him, maybe to cleanse our hearts of any impurity or, or any sin or anything so that we might be more like him, that we might become more committed that we might have a change for the better. So tonight, if you were to say to God, search me and know me, O God, or to search my heart and know my anxious thoughts, test me, God, um, what would he find? Uh, are there things that we need to change tonight? Is there a sin you need to confess is there a wrong you need to make be made right? Is there someone you need to go to and, and ask for forgiveness or say, I'm sorry? Do you need to get rid of those negative thoughts, critical thoughts, and have positive thoughts and encouraging thoughts? So I pray tonight, whatever stage, whatever station in your life, that God would use these words to encourage you to know how much he loves you and that he forgives you and me. And if you've never given your life to Christ, tonight would you be willing to confess your sin and to ask him to forgive you of your sin? Invite him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Repent from the old ways and the old way of living, the old ways of thinking, and start walking in newness of life and God will bless you. Or maybe you're a Christian and you've grown bitter, you've grown cold, you've grown complacent, you've grown comfortable staying at home worshiping or, or maybe not worshiping at all and you've gotten out of the habit, out of the swing of the, I encourage you tonight to come back to the Lord. Um, he's never left you. He's never left me. We're the ones that have been guilty of going away from him. But I pray tonight that you would know that he's near to you. There's nowhere you can go. 
where God is not there and he promises to be with us and even talks about going to the grave. He's, he's near to us even when we feel like we're at the, the end of it all. And, and I think about that passage in Romans chapter 8, it just came to me that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Um, nothing at all, not even death can separate us. So tonight, I hope you will be encouraged through these words. We have many prayer requests. If you're on our email prayer chain or email list, you'll be receiving prayer requests. We have folks that are recovering from surgeries. We have folks going through treatments. We still have folks that are in need of a miracle of healing, and we know God can do all things, and we pray for a miracle of healing. We've had folks battling this virus. Again, we pray for healing and comfort and strength. We have people still grieving over loved ones. We pray again for revival and spiritual awakening and renewal. And again, if, if you would like to speak with me or one of our staff about a spiritual decision, it'd be my privilege, our privilege to talk with you, to pray with you. It's time to get serious about our relationship with Christ. And I'm going to share a, a couple of more things after we pray. But right now, would you join me for prayer? Father, we just thank you and praise you. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, every new day is a new opportunity to have a fresh start, a new beginning. Really, that's every moment. But every day, God, new mercies we see and all we have ever needed, your hand hath provided. And we thank you, Father, that you're faithful to all of us and may we be faithful to you. Forgive me, Lord, and forgive us when we have been unfaithful, when we've been less than our best. Forgive us, God, when we've grown negative, when we've grown critical, when we've, Father, had anger in our hearts, unforgiveness in our hearts. God, I pray that you would just reign supreme. Forgive me and forgive us of any ill will toward anyone. And Father, we just give the devil the glory and the victory when we allow those sinful thoughts and actions to creep in. And Father, I pray tonight that you would just touch and bring healing to folks that are grieving, to folks that are battling some sickness or even this COVID virus, God, that we pray that it would end and that no more lives would be lost and bring healing, God, to some people that we know that uh, have been, uh, Father, affected by it. And Father, I pray that you would restore their health. Be with others, God, on our prayer list that need a miracle. Maybe it's to be set free from cancer or delivered from addiction or depression. Or, Father, maybe someone is, is battling loneliness and God, touch them. May they know they're not alone, that they are loved. And, and Father, that you are near to them. And Father, that you give their life worth and meaning. We are more than, than what we do. And, and our identity is in you. So may we 
allow our old selves, our old ways to be crucified with Christ. And Father, that we no longer live, but it is you that's now living in us that gives our lives purpose and meaning. And Father, I pray that you would be with our country and our leaders, and we pray for revival and spiritual awakening and renewal. And Father, I pray that you would awake people from their spiritual slumber and bring them back to you, God, and bring them, Father, back to church, if not this church, to a church, God, where they can worship you, uh, Father, with with freedom and, and with your power and love and strength. And Father, I'm so grateful for people who have come to Christ this week and people desiring baptism. God, I feel like we're at the threshold of a great revival and, and a spiritual awakening. And Father, I pray, God, that you would just bless people tonight. Uh, Father, whatever stage, whatever age, Bless our students as they are headed back to school. Put a hedge of protection around them. Bless the teachers and administrators. Keep them safe. Be with the parents, God, as, as I know they're uh, a little concerned and give them comfort and strength and good health. And Father, just bless this church as, as we are praying that people will have an encounter with you and then we can equip people to grow in their relationship. And then they'll go evangelize at their workplace, at school, on their team, in their neighborhood, at the gym, wherever they are. May we be bold witnesses for Jesus. And God, we just love you so much. And we thank you and praise you for your promise to be with us. In the strong and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. And I want to remind you again that unless something changes and we're praying we can move forward, that I'm excited that uh, here soon we'll be beginning our Wednesday night uh, new prayer meeting with a catered meal at five and prayer meeting in the sanctuary at six. And uh, I'm looking forward to a, a great uh, kick off to that, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Lou Sterrett here to give the Sermon on the Mount, as he'll be using horses to share uh, the love of, of God and the love of Jesus. So I hope you'll join us for that, and, and you can go to our website to check out all these dates. And then we're shooting for September to begin our small groups. Many have already started, many more opportunities will be made available to you and I hope you will take advantage of. And then August the 29th, I'm so excited. We're having a creek baptism. Again, Lord willing and the creek, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That right now we've got about 15 signed up for that. And I think there are others who are praying about it, but there have been people the last two weeks coming in my office praying to receive Christ or they've already received Christ and they want to be baptized. They want to become members of this church family. So even through this crazy season, God is at work. And as one lady said just yesterday, as she came into my office after some of her family has gone through COVID and she saw 
the frailty of life, this young lady said, I realize that I need Jesus. And don't we all need Jesus? He's our only hope. And so tonight, I pray that you would embrace him and don't run from him. Accept him and do not deny him. Allow him to be your Lord over your life and your Savior. So please continue to pray for me, our staff, our church, our community, our state, our country, and our world. God is faithful and God is in control, even though we think sometimes things are out of control. Like that old song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. And that includes you and me. So thank you so much for worshiping with us. I hope to see you Sunday at 8.30 or Sunday school or at 11. Or I look forward to seeing you back here virtually as I know some of you all are in other states or, or other communities. We just are thankful that you've taken time out to worship with us. I hope you have a blessed rest of the night and rest of the week. Look forward to seeing you Sunday. I pray for a great start to a new school year. And remember how much God loves you and we love you too. Have a wonderful evening.